Father, thank you for Di. Thank you for the way that she serves us at YVV and the way that she is um, faithfully seeking you. We just ask that um, as she speaks to us this this morning that um, you would be strengthening her and that um, you'd be softening our hearts and our ears to hear what you've um, put on her heart to share with us today. Thank you, Father. Amen. She's good, isn't she? There's no to stuff. She's so good. She's in her cricket gear this week because she's now back into cricket season. So she races off to cricket on Sundays. But so great, Steph. We love you and love all that you've done and all you've invested in the last little bit, particularly Matt and Steph and the Pong team. Amazing. So this is my little surprise. Have you noticed over the last little bit we've been having props? And if you can't see it, you feel free to move over because um, it will be a visual display. It might need to go. Is that in screen, Tara? You can see it on screen. Hi, everyone. If anyone that's watching the live stream right now. And it's been fun. If you haven't been around, we've had people coming with leaf blowers. We've had, um, what else did we have? You remind me. A tree, yes, we had a tree here as a prop. What else? Another painting and some other things. So today I wanted to start with my little story of a prop. And I'm sorry if you can't see that, but yeah, scoot in if you need to. It's great that we're able to have props that are not on the screen. It feels a little bit old school, doesn't it? So in 2019, I was called by God and by you to be lead pastor here. And as part of the commissioning of that, this painting was given to me. And it was, it was painted by someone that many of you know, Amelia Cool, who is a, or has been a teacher here at this school and also was part of the church. And she painted it with this, and these were the painter's words. This is what she said in 2019. Di, you've been like a unique, ancient, not so sure about that, a unique, ancient aqueduct carrying water and this aqueduct is that you are carrying is his water out into the valley and this aqueduct die is you and your precious so she painted it gold it's gold see um she said you have been a strength and a stability and you are someone who has lifted us up enabling us to express the spirit in many wonderful ways so that's how she painted that she said that's one theme And the second theme that she chose, Amelia said the theme is also of the vineyard. And the vineyard is, this vineyard has gone through many seasons, she said. And as you know, you've gone through many seasons, Di. And so she said, I hope that this painting will speak to you in that way. There's a lot of freedom in this painting. So that's the painter's heart for this particular image that was given and every now and then I check back in to this painting and I ask a couple of questions and I say how am I doing with carrying life-giving water how am I doing and how am I doing with what you're wanting me to do with that water and then I ask how's the vineyard doing how's YVV doing with the life-giving water that we're to take to the valley and How are we doing in taking the water that we have, the spirit, out? And then I also ask, what season am I in right now? You might want to ask that question. What season are you in? Green, there's fruit on the first two, and then there's a little bit bare. What season are we in right now? And he usually gives me clarity. If there's any confusion, he gives me clarity about the season that I'm in, so then I can trust him in that season. If it's a season where there's this, I wouldn't be looking for fruit. I'd be looking for something differently. If it's a season where we're flourishing, I need different things. And so I need to see God in different reasons and different seasons. And so today, I just want to share that with you because that might be the thing that speaks to you today more than my words but I'm going to paint a picture with my words as well, just as we gather together for our church family Sunday, our last one for the year. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of time together here. We're we're going to hear also a little bit of what is um, on the Father's heart in terms of our finance update 
and what we're going to give you a picture of that. So we're painting lots of pictures for you today. And then we're also going to share some times of engagement with some tables at the back, including food tables. Sound okay? I don't know. It must be Thanksgiving week, is it? Is it Thanksgiving week? For in Americans' mind? It would be, wouldn't it? I'm just noticing a theme, and so it's interesting that my first slide is thank you, and Steph's already done a lot of thank yous, but I, I kind of felt like if I could, I'd take you all out one by one and say this to you, but this is the best way for me to do it today with a microphone and say to you, I've crafted some words, I've gathered observations about us over the last number of months, and I've also grabbed some, just some ways of articulating that, because I want to say thank you to each of you, as if I was having coffee with each of you over a table. So it's thank you week. First of all, local church is pretty much a miracle, don't you think? Local church is a miracle that we're all from different walks of life. How else can we explain it? But I want to thank you for being a local church together. Because I never want my heart to become so familiar with the gift that local church is. So thank you. Oh, I'm getting teary. Thank you for letting me be one of your pastors. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for choosing belonging when we're in an age of radical individualism. Thank you. Thank you for raising your household, your children, your grandchildren, your household for the sake of faith and the gospel. Thank you for serving in practical ways. Thank you for making it possible for everyone to be welcomed in. And thank you for noticing the needs of those that are around you as you worship. Thank you for working through your differences. And thank you for allowing this ancient book of life we call the Bible to speak truth into your very hearts. Thank you for giving financially. Thank you for singing in unison. <laughs> Thank you for shared laughter. <laughs> That's happening right now. I'm rippling across the room. I knew that one would get you the unison. Thank you for praying even when you've been disappointed. Thank you for loving even when it's been hard and you've been burned. And thank you for daring to believe that our God is bigger than any political allegiance, any human wisdom, and our God is more powerful than any of the wider culture that tries to numb us down. Thank you for celebrating one another as well as equally grieving when we need to. Thank you for seeing singles and married and solo parents and empty nesters and right retirees and refirees and all the mix that we have here. Thank you for seeing that we are all so diverse and different. And thank you for the warm hugs as we sip cuppers and the, the lovely chats that we have over meals. And thank you for bringing faith in your hearts. Thank you for using the name of Jesus in the way it was intended. He's the source of power and promise. He's the hope and healing for us and his salvation and eternal life. Thank you also for forgiving the mistakes of others. Thank you that you try again, even when we need to uh, step into that and even when we'd rather not. And thank you for getting in your cars each week and driving here and choosing togetherness over a nice sleep in. Thank you for giving me freedom to be a pastor that's human. Thank you. That's the end. Yes, you can clap now. You're like, oh, do I clap now? No, no. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a clap. But I say thank you for letting me be a pastor who's human because we've been learning that we bring the full 100% of who we are and the full 100% of belief in God. And that's when we see that he is the best expression of being on earth in this moment. So thank you for letting me be human in that. So what we've been noticing over the number of months is that we've been noticing that there's more to the story than we realize. And so I'm just going to quickly give you some narrating and some narrative observations, 
paint a picture with my words of some of the things that we're seeing, hopefully to recognise the season that you're in personally and also the season that we are in as a church. And 1 Corinthians 13 is where we are anchoring in because Paul writes that these three things remain, faith, hope, love. The greatest of these is love. All of it will last forever, but the greatest is love. And so we are going to say, what today does it mean to be a people of faith, hope, and love? There's more to the story than we can imagine. And I pray, my prayer is that by God's spirit today, we're going to just have an incredible revelation of his love as we've sung and as we've already invited in, but we're also going to see who we are and what we're about. So there's more to the story you'll see on the screen. And Let me start with the landscape is usually where you start with painting a picture, right? And so the big picture is the landscape of Australia right now. We're being told Christianity is on the margins. God is not with people anymore. The church is declining. There's more to the story. There's a whole bunch of people called McCrindle that work together to do research to find out what actually is the real climate of Australia. And I've got news to tell you there's more to the story than what we are hearing they have learned through research they're a trusted researcher they've learned that even though that's the headlines we're hearing there is a trend and a rise happening with people pursuing spiritual meaning there is a rise in australia with people being renewed in their priority for community They're looking for community. And there's a rise, a trend going upwards with a desire to contribute to others. Some of that's probably coming off the pandemic, right? We're seeing this as a rise. They're seeing Australians are actually, you'll see on this first slide, 56% of Australians they've discovered believe in God or something bigger. That's one in two people in your world believe there's something bigger than them. 27% they have learned through this research have had some sort of supernatural, mystical or spiritual experience. That's one in four Aussies. Can you think of the people in your world? One in four are saying, yeah, I've had something like that happen to me. The next slide shows that 76% of Australians right now agree that churches in their local area, in their local area, local churches, are actually making a positive difference in their community. We've noticed for ourselves that as we put on staff, a community engagement person, we're seeing all these three things rise in our community. Would you like to give it up for Matt Maudlin? And last weekend was such a great expression of where we're heading, what is also rising in our hearts. He's leading us on. Phase two, we're calling it, of Matt Maudlin and community engagement. And we're all going, we're with you, mate. All right? We're with you. We love having you a part of this. And so part of today is going to be more of that. Okay? Because we're seeing a rise in that. And we're seeing that it's something that is ready to be welcomed in the landscape, in the spiritual climate that we're in, we are being prepared for something that people are waiting for. They're waiting for this. Every second person that we meet has something spiritual going on or have experienced something spiritual. And it's happening with young people. Young people are being invited by friends and family to come and find out about spiritual stuff, God, Jesus, and they're keen, they're eager. It's happening. And so we're going to see more of that. And we want to see and welcome and be hosts for everything that God wants to do amongst the spiritual landscape. And we'll host those people as they come. And if you're one of those people visiting today, this is what Yvibia wants to say. We're going to give you a big round of applause for being here. Let's go. Welcome. If you're visiting us today, this is something that we just celebrate. Anyone that walks in the door, we just want to make sure you are welcome, you feel welcomed, and that you feel comfortable to be yourself here. So, next slide. This is who we are. We're a people who are here to reach the world for Jesus, growing in faith, offering love, 
offering hope and acting in love. There we are. Well done. Computers do work, don't they, Tara? <laughs> it's good. So I'm quickly just going to go through this. We are a people of faith, and I can already feel the rise and the environment in our, in, in, around here that the atmosphere of faith has already risen as we've worshipped. And that's why we come together. We come to say, God, we honour you, we love you, we're our people of faith. And our worlds can get very, very small, but we choose to step into this environment and bring faith and also receive the gift of faith through being together. We learned in the pandemic, didn't we? With bubbles, 5K limits, that our world got small. And what we do is we say we're not people who are going to live closed, small lives. We're people who are going to open our lives. And we are people who have lives of faith, who believe God is at work, lives of faith that believe Jesus is on the throne, as we sang, lives of faith that hold dreams that are bigger than anything that one person can do. We're holding big dreams in our heart, and we can do that together through faith. We've not lost our dreams, YVV. We're still holding the kingdom dreams of what God is going to do and even though we're in different seasons individually or as a church, we're moving through different seasons, our heart is big for faith and kingdom dreams. He is doing a good work in us, but there's been pressure upon us. There's been pressure upon us, and when pressure comes upon us, things bubble up. Have you noticed when you're under pressure? I've noticed a number of times when I'm like, oh, I thought that stuff was all sorted. It's still there. Oh, darn. And oh, I, oh, my gosh, I thought that it was not an issue for me, and all of a sudden it is an issue again. And so I go to work, the inner work of making sure that I want to transform and become that person of faith again. And I want, through pressure, to learn that out of that can come faith in God, that I'm going to be bigger than I am right now, and he's going to grow me in faith. So let's keep stepping into all that God has for us. And I'm here today, as well as saying thank you, to commend you for being here as people of faith. Because God is going to bring, I'm going to use some spiritual words, an anointing. He's going to bring an impartation. He's going to bring an atmosphere because you're available today. He will reward you for that. He says, because you're here, I'm going to meet with you today. And you are a community of faith saying, yes, Lord. Increase our faith. Yes, Lord, grow our faith. He's going to awaken something in you and open up more things in your life to what he wants to do. Hebrews 11 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. There's a blessing over your life for being here today, for coming in faith. I don't want mediocre faith. I personally don't want hyper faith. I personally don't want manipulative faith. I want authentic, genuine, on-the-ground faith that is going to be setting me free and then leading others to be set free. So we are a community of faith in Jesus, growing in that kind of faith. And so I want to declare to you, if you've, if you've wrestled with doubts, it's okay, because you're among a people of faith. We'll hold you in that. If you are saying, what on earth is going on in this world around us? We'll stand with you with those and walk through until you find, again, that candle of faith. If you're saying, is Jesus really who he says he is? We'd love to have a conversation about you, because we're people of faith, and we believe he is all he says he is. So... Let me declare on this one that we're a community of faith in Jesus Christ. We believe he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We believe he rose again, right? And he rules and reigns right now. And he will, as we sang, return in glory. And this is the community that we are saying every time we rock up anywhere in our daily lives, that's what we believe. We are people growing in faith. Next one, we are people of hope. We sung about that a lot today. Thank you, worship team, for listening to what the Spirit was doing. We are a people of hope, offering hope. Romans 5 says that we're to glory in our sufferings. Sufferings is a gift. Anyone want it? A gift of suffering? Romans 5 says suffering produces something. 
Suffering produces perseverance. And some of you right now, you're going through stuff. And I just know that the Bible sense of hope is about people who've gone through stuff. The Bible version of hope is just like some of us right now. We're going through stuff, and some of you right now are saying, and I'm not giving up. And some of you are saying, even though it's hard, even though it's deep stuff, even though it's tricky stuff, you're saying, and I've heard you and I've seen you, I'm not giving up. And I'm seeing that that suffering is producing something in our community and in you. It's every time you say, I'm not going to give up. Every time those words, suffering produces perseverance, is for you. Every time. Perseverance then produces character. That's what he's doing in us. Character then produces hope. And then we offer hope. The people that I really love hanging out with are people that have gone through stuff. People that didn't give up and are filled with hope. And 1 Peter 3 says, in the midst of all this suffering, Peter writes to the church, of the, to the believers, and in the midst of persecution, he's saying to them, you know what? Some people are asking you about hope while you're going through suffering, while you're going through persecution. It says in 3, verse 3, uh, sorry, verse 15, if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to give an answer, to explain it. Be gentle and be respectful, but explain the hope that you have when you're going through stuff and you've got the persecution or the suffering or the trickiness, you've got hope and people will see it through the way you're living. Your actions are amazing. And after listening to where they're at, we don't preach at them, we just tell them about our story, why we're carrying hope. So I love hanging around with people that are carrying hope, that have the ability to share hope, to offer hope. Bill Johnson, one of the pastors in America, biggest, one of the biggest influencers around in the Christian church, says that the person with the most hope has the most influence. Think about that. The person that has the most hope has the most influence. So if you think about when things are getting tough, if you think about when things are really hard, and you think if you keep saying, oh, life's just tough, if you keep saying life's just going to keep getting tougher, it brings you down, right? It's reality, but it brings you down, and it affects your health, it affects your relationships, it affects everything around you, your emotions. You can spiral out if you don't carry hope through the tough stuff that's producing things. So, if I was to say to you today, you are going to win the lottery this week. I know it. I know you're going to produce a lot of money because you're going to win the lottery. It's going to be yours. I just know it. Could you imagine what you're going to be doing then? I can imagine some of you would be straight online looking for the best car, the best holiday, looking for the newest house, right? If you were to win the lottery, notice right now, how do you feel? Feel hopeful? Well, Maybe not. <laughs> You're thinking about it too. Oh, you've all gone left field, right? <laughs> we are carrying and we are heirs of an inheritance that's already here through extraordinary grace. We have hope of the inheritance that Jesus has brought us already. Sons and daughters of the God that created this amazing universe. Sons and daughters that are carrying hope. Money is nothing compared to what he wants to do in your soul. True riches is what he wants to give you. And so we're a people of hope through all circumstances. And under pressure, with people that are living in a lot of despair, they're adrift and they need to see a people of hope and ask, why are you doing this differently than I am? What's going on for you? So this morning, I want to speak hope over us. We're a people of faith and we're a people of hope. Look around you. A lot of people here in this room have gone through stuff and they've not lost hope. And it's time for us to dream again. We're also a people of love. Third one, we are a people, faith, hope and love. All you need is love. All you need is love. Yeah. 
it's just built in us, isn't it? We sing about it. We watch movies about it. We know how to respond to that because such beauty and power in love. And Jesus is so intriguing that when he came and faced defeat, love wins every time. Love wins. And so the Bible says so much about God is love. And Helen, you led us beautifully today into a place where we could just receive more love. So thank you again. Little ripple of clapping going on if you're on the live stream. It was very lovely to see that. <laughs> but love is ridiculously inclusive. A love is this love that God has is for all. This love is not so careful about who he hangs out with, it seems. He loves all of us, even if we have messy lives. He loves all of us, even if he's not phased by the fact that we stress out or we're still learning how to love other people. His love is so inclusive. That's his love for us. And through every season, this is what Paul writes, that your roots will go deep down into God's love and keep you strong, that you will have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. Your roots will grow down into his love. May you experience the love of Christ through, though it is too great to understand fully, and then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Love is incredible. We are people who are to act and respond in love. It's the reason we've been created. It's the reason that we have free will and free rule. It's the reason that Jesus came, and it's the reason that worship springs forth from us. It's the fuel. Love is the fuel that helps us to serve others and serve him. And love is also the fuel that helps us to see the needs of others. And so today, even we recognize love leads us to repentance. We're God, the one that stands waiting for us. He makes us clean. He forgives us. He loves us and he restores us. That's how wide and big and deep is the love of God. Lavish, excessive, outrageous. And it's a love that's prepared to suffer. It's a love that's prepared to experience pain and rejection. It's a vulnerable love. It's a love also that even when we're faithful, stands firm. Nothing can separate you from his love. And so today he's saying grasp onto that. He's, today he's saying as people, a community that are acting in love and receiving love, grasp onto that. Because in a sense, we can all kind of manufacture hope, be nice. We can all kind of walk through with faith in our reach. But to be a community of genuine, true, and authentic love, that really takes the Spirit of God, right? It really takes knowing him and knowing that for yourself on the regular, regularly, often, knowing the love of God. So the invitation today, as we move through today, is that we are to position ourselves to be deeply rooted into the love of God, experience his rich love, because we're super quick at forgetting that. <clears throat> I was about to quote a scene from Bruce Almighty, but I'm going to keep moving right through that. <laughs> You've seen that one when he's trying to say, make, love me, love me, and it just doesn't work. He, no power over that. <laughs> it's only through the Spirit that this can happen. So I just want to pray that today there is a spirit of revelation for us to receive more of his love. Right now, I just want to pray that the spirit of revelation of love would be flowing from his word to your heart right now, from his heart to your, your lives right now. I pray that he changes us, that he heals us, and he leads us. It's the invitation to be a community of love, faith, hope, and love. N.T. Wright, the great theologian, is the one that's going to finish off this section. He says, love is, a way, is the way of life into the new world by which grace we abound. And we need to learn it here and now because the more progress we make here, the better we'll be equipped. Because love is God's river flowing on into the future, across the border, 
into the country where there's no pride, there's no jostling for position, there is no contention among God's people. We are invited to step into that river here and now and let it take us where it is going. Part of being an aqueduct is I lead, I bring water, a conduit of water, directing the water to where it goes. So part of this picture for me as a pastor is stability and strength as well as flow. Often the expectation is that our pastor will be a shepherd only. Our pastor will be someone all about the people. When I was commissioned, it was a little bit different. Have you noticed the expression of the way I live and lead is a little bit like this? Stability and structure and flow. And so we are constantly looking, where's that flow of the Spirit going? What stability and structure needs to be built? Aqueducts, amazing engineering, world wonders. Roman aqueducts, actually, I don't know, many of you have probably seen them. They're bridges over a valley that take water somewhere across a valley, and they're stunning engineering, engineering, engineer. Yes. <laughs> They're wonders of the world. <laughs> and so we are to build bridges as aqueducts. For me, my role and my calling is to help find through your lives, through our lives and my own life, what's the stability and structure needed for this to go out to where it's needed. And so I want you to imagine with me Actually, no, I'm going to leave that. We'll, we'll come back to that story another day. We're going to move into some practical stuff. And one of the practical things that you're going to hear is how our flow of finances have looked this year as a church community because you are investing and giving and you are faithful people and you're offering hope through everything that you invest in through giving and you're also acting in love by so supplying the need for our community and for this church. And so you're going to hear from a team called the finance team, and there's going to be one spokesman even though there's a team, all right? But afterwards, the whole team, the finance team, will be here except for Harry. Harry is sick today, so hi, Harry. I'm sure you're watching on stream. We've got Gary, though. It's Harry and Gary, and no, just <laughs> Gary's here, and Simon's also going to come in a moment. And what you're going to hear is the administration gift totally at work through finances. And sadly, we can't just say, hey, Siri, or hey, AI, can you just make sure that these finances get to where they need? We need a team, <laughs> all right? It just doesn't seem to work that way. We need people bringing their gifts to do this. And so you're going to hear from Simon. He's going to give us a picture of that. And in a sense, you're going to hear how we've made some decisions to steer this ship because administration is a gift towards the vision of what we're wanting to see. You're going to hear that God really thinks highly of this administration gift and that we need more administration people to come and step in with us because we're going to have more to steward. We're going to have more, to, more resources to share with our community. So Di Hocking, Simon Gazer, Gary Volmer and Harry McKenzie are part of the finance team. And I'm going to invite, would you welcome Simon, our treasurer, up. Good morning, everyone. So I've had the privilege of uh, serving as treasurer for the last um, couple of years. Um, but I want to thank uh, the man, Gary, the great man, Gary, for his incredible work uh, um, doing all the accountancy. Can everyone give Gary a bit of a clap? Because the, the number of hours that he spends each week is, is, is amazing. So th we really thank you, Gary, for what you do uh, and appreciate you. Um, so um, we thank, uh, we've got some slides, I think. So, so there's the team. Uh, and some of our responsibilities are to comply with Australian legal and vineyard churches of Australia requirements um, and oversee some of the uh, aspects of managing the finances at uh, YVV, working with the elders, right? Um, and then I think the next slide. Um, so um, comparing 2022 to 2023, you can see that um, in 2022 we had a loss of 23,000, and um, this year we had a loss of about 42,000. Um, and that's um, largely to do with um, uh, 
we've 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 shrunk as a church really we we um yet we have wanted to invest in our staff so we've continued to staff um uh, for us all to be able to experience more at YVV um and um we've had the generosity of the Rainers thank you uh, Rick and Di for offering their basement as our church office which has minimized our office experience um, expenses greatly because we used to um, pay for a, an office in Lilydale, but, but uh, the Rainers um, have helped us out immensely. So thank you for the Rainers. Um, and we thank you all too for your generous contributions um, in, in offering, and we couldn't do it without you all. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the next slide. Um, so, as you can see here, um, most of the blue area. Uh, the, is the congregational giving, um, and um, some of our volunteer time is treated as, as income too, because people give their time in volunteer uh, work, um, and we have gifts as well that contribute to our giving, um, and then some interest from from um, the bank. Um, ne the next slide. Right, expenditure, right? So, so uh, as I said before, most of our expenditure goes on paying um, our great staff and pastors. And so we have, um, we, we acknowledge Joe and Trav that, fi that finished up six years service uh, in April. Um, and we acknowledge um, Di, who's a full-time pastor, and Matt, who's 12 hours a week. Um, so... That's most of our, our um, expenses. And then a small amount is on facilities, so uh, paying for this place every Sunday um, and some administration overhead, but it's very, very little, right? Um, we really are operating on a shoestring. Um, so, uh, and yeah, in terms of um, some of our giving, uh, we give 6% to Vineyard Churches Australia and also partnering with um, with key ministries like Elisha Care, uh, Mount Evelyn Primary, we're, we're looking at investing into uh, in the next 12 months. So we, th we thank you for Elisha Care and what they do as well. We, we honor them, yeah. Uh, so the next slide. Um, so yeah, this is covering off um, who we acknowledge, Joe, Trav, and Di and Matt. Um, and the good news is that giving has, in the last 12 months, has steadily increased. And even in the last month um, uh, or so, we've actually made a profit. So it's a bit of a turnaround, so which is great. We thank you, Lord. Um, but um, And we thank you, God, for the more that we've seen at YVV, not, not only in this church, but outside of church and in the community and some of the things. And so we're inviting you this morning to partner with more, right? Um, and so we pray for more, um, and that um, we pray for more opportunities to sow more into the life of our church. And uh, Pastor Adrian Rogers said, it's, it's what you sow that multiplies, not what you keep in the barn. So we're praying for more naturally supernatural experiences, more opportunities to play, as Stephanie preached um, a couple of Sundays ago. And as John Wimber uh, loved to say, everyone gets to play. More teaching, more community involvement in ministry, more being set free. Thank you, Harry, for your ministry and God's ministry. More life groups, more great stories from Elisha Care, more opportunities to give and bless others, more Alpha in term one. Thank you, Rob and team and Matt, uh, because that's coming. And more four-wheel driving with me, with men and women, uh, if this. <laughs> Um, and uh, more leadership opportunities, uh, more events to be involved. So um, men's breakfasts, creative tables, prison fellowship, uh, seniors care, um, and more opportunities in the community. So this is what we look forward to um, in the next 12 months and beyond, and we're inviting you to partner with us. Um, if you've got any questions, uh, see me at the back, and I've got some stuff to add to your show bag. Well done. So one of the things that um, season change that's happening is Gary is going to come and uh, would you welcome Gary? 
Come and stand. Is he on stand here, Tara? Okay. We might need to move our painting. Could someone move that beautiful painting over and we'll scoot over so Gary's able to wave down the live stream there. <laughs> so Gary has, um, in August, just get given notice that he feels like there's a new season happening for him. Do you want to share that? Yeah, so I guess um, it was probably four years ago when I started doing the bookkeeping for YVV. Um, Di put a notice in the newsletter. Um, actually, it was before the um, notice was in the newsletter. Um, I was praying one morning and, and God said to me quite clearly that he wanted me to go back to doing accounting work. And I didn't know quite what that meant at that stage. But a few days later, the newsletter came out with... Um, the news that Rob Sternlin, <coughs> excuse me, Rob Sternlin was retiring and Di needed someone to take over that. And suddenly I knew that was where God meant me to be. So I rang Di and started doing the bookkeeping shortly after that. But I guess um, recently, what, 12 months ago now, Sharon and I got married. Um, and over the last six months, we've been looking at a few different things and we just feel like it's time... Um, for us to be moving on from YVV um, and that means really bookkeeping to someone else um, stage but um, yeah just feel that that's a season that we're in and that's Sorry. what's happening <laughs> looking for the person <laughs> yep <laughs> um, so yeah we just feel like it's time to be moving on but um, yeah. So Gary's been a part, a really important part of a life group, right, Chris and Val? Is there any a rest of your life group here on Wednesday nights? So there's just a lot of a lot of things, not just the finance part. You've just been super, super investing in us as a community, and we've loved having you here. But we love the story too. It was quite remarkable that God had already spoken to Gary about coming back to do some sort of accountant stuff. He was working renovating organs at that time, so it was very very different to the work that God was asking him to do and you've been a gift to us in so many ways so let's just say thank you I just wanted to say something else um, so um, Simon mentioned it and Di and Simon keep um, saying to me to thanking me for the work that I'm doing but I guess when you're doing stuff that God's called you to it's not work it's not a burden it's not it's, it's not been a pressure to me and, and because it's not something that they have a gift for or anything, they see the work that goes in. But to me, it's, it's not work. It's just something that I can do to, to serve God and serve the community and in, in, that's not a burden to me. Beautifully said. So we're just going to pray for him and you can come and give him encouragement and it's Thanksgiving week so you can give him thanks as well a bit later over a meal. Lord, we thank you so much for new seasons and new chapters. We thank you that this is a man whose faith does go deep, that it does know the love that you've given him, especially in this new relationship of marriage. And we thank you that you are leading them both to a place of prosperity of amazing blessing and so we just release you Gary today from this church community and we bless the new people that are going to be receiving you and Sharon in this new chapter and new season and we say thank you may may the Lord bless and reward you for all that you've given towards him and his kingdom in Jesus name amen let's give Gary another clap thank you oh good thank you so he's really summarized what we're such a gift and really what we're calling for today is just some further engagement of, you'll see in this slide, is there anyone that's, that you know or that's sitting here in this room that could take two parts of that finance role? That the first one is data entry, which is just weekly, anything, but as, we, as Simon said, we're pretty minimum in our operations, so it's not a huge task, but we just need someone to weekly do some data entry. And we also need um, some other people to step in and help steward the ship as part of the finance team, which is something that, that we um, will greatly miss with you being among us in that team. So there's opportunity there. We just invite you to be praying with us that God will answer in the most rem remarkable way as he did with Gary. 
that someone just steps forward because it's their gift mix. And today, we're simply saying to you, as part of this local church, how can you share your gifts and your energy and your time in an outward way that's going to go beyond you? How can you engage in the landscape that is wider than what we recognize and ready for a church like us to step into? Sunday teams, Lola is someone that won the lottery in the hospitality gift. <laughs> she is full of goodness. She's in the kitchen right now getting ready for, lunch, right, for our morning tea. She arrives here at 8 a.m. She does about six trips in, bringing things in each week. She's so fueled up for making sure there's a warm welcome here every week. If she doesn't turn up, it won't happen. So is there anyone else that wants to join with the lottery, not out of emptiness, out of fullness, because of your gifts, and share it outwardly? It is an early start, but you could maybe just do once a month with Lola, because she loves that kitchen, and I don't think she's going to give it up. She loves it. When I said Christmas Eve is happening, she goes, yay! We'll be able to have gingerbread and fruit mince tarts, and she's ready for hospitality. Warm welcome. We are hosting people to receive the full, warm welcome of the Father. So we're calling you to not only some early starts, but could you come and help us host in this space? Because there's a lot of people doing a lot of things with a lot of hats, and we just need some more hosts welcoming. We need some more hosts with kids setting up so there's seats for people to welcome them. There's nothing worse that's coming to a room where there's no seat for you. Think of a cafe. You're arriving with a group of friends and they didn't expect you. Awkward, right? We want to have enough seats out so that people walk into this room and there's free, just as you, my friends did here today. There's free seats for you because we all moved over here to look at the painting. It was really handy, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really good that there were seats for people as they walk in. They can see where to sit. We need... We need to thank people like the setup team that does come early. You know, some of them are taking so much of the hosting role. They're bringing their wind, what do you call that, leaf blowers? And so they're making sure that it's all clear out the front. It's like they're treating it like they are opening their home to welcome us. The worship team, as you heard, like they are listening and they're preparing and they're practicing. We've got space. Matt, you are a legend. Just had a birthday, but you turn up this morning after a party celebrating your 40th and you're playing on team. So good. He's, he's, he's won the lottery. He's in worship team and he's, it's so great. You sang today. First time? Third time here. I lost count because normally my eyes are closed. When we, yeah. <laughs> really great. We've got a lot of people that have won the lottery, but we also need some more of you that, have, that are feeling full of God's love. Harry on the computer, and he's not here today, but he's often setting it all up for us. Tara is amazing. She's won the lottery. <laughs> she did it all without any help today. So, so good. Well done. We need more Taras. More Taras, more Lolas, more. We need more. You're hearing the message? We just need more people. And so I, I was just being a bit silly this week. I'm going, more in 24, more in 20. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and so if you don't feel like you are in this in a place because you're not feeling full because you really just need to receive God's love. Did you hear that? like a fax machine or something. Did you hear that? Oh, just a phone. <laughs> I was about to spiritualize that, going, oh, oh, we've got a message coming. <laughs> More in 24. If you are feeling like you just need to come and receive, that is also totally fine. But I know there are some of you here that are ready to step in and engage for more in 24. And if you are wanting to do that financially as well, we would welcome an upkick so that we've got more to resource for what's coming for us. And with that, I'm going to invite Matt Maudlin, our community engagement person up the front. Oh, is he asleep? No, yes, he's moving. Here he comes. Welcome, Matt. So Matt's going to lead us into this next section of uh, before we eat together. He's just going to explain what the tables are at the back. They're a follow-up of what's building and rising amongst us. And so he... 
I think he's going to be good cop, bad cop. No, no, no. He's, he's not going to be putting pressure on you. He's just going to invite you. I don't know. We'll wait and see what the tone is. We don't know either. All right, so Matt's going to lead us just to work out what some things are happening behind here, and then we will open up the kitchen and we'll open up the food. So they're all really like, how long is he going to talk now? Reason, reason I was a bit slow coming up, Di, is because I was just grooving on that concept of more in 24 and just wondering whether we we're going to have T-shirts and badges and, uh, and all sorts. And it, and it seems quite, a, quite apparent and obvious that we're about to do just that, so that's good. <laughs> Fantastic. More already, that's good. Okay, so when you grab some food from the back, you will see there are five tables set up. Um, on those five tables, you are going to find on the middle table Rob Carter, who was swinging from the chandeliers about the alpha course that is going to happen on, there he goes, that's going to happen in starting in February. And on another table, you're going to find Simon's, so if you've got questions about the finances, make them curly, the more difficult, the better. He's, that's what he's told me. Um, go and find Simon and ask him questions about the finances. On another table, you're going to find Jeff. Put your hand up, Jeff. And if you want to find out a little bit more about the wonderful work of Elisha Care, Jeff is your man. Go and find Jeff. On another table, the one with the, oh, it's the standout table. It's the one with the red tablecloth, of course. Um, that's Steph, and she would love you to talk to her about play and some of your stories about play. Because um, Steph has got something brewing that's a bit funky, and she might be able to tell you a bit more about it. Also, just to let you know um, why you might want to visit Steph's table is really because she's cheating, because she's got googly eyes. So you clearly want to go and pick up some of those from her table. And then finally, you find me on my table, just general community engagement kind of things, if you want to find out a bit more. I've got a couple of ideas brewing, including um, Mount Evelyn Primary School Christmas Pantry idea that I think people will hear a lot more about in the week ahead. But if you want to hear uh, a bit of a teaser about that today, come and find me on my table. And yeah, let's do more. So it's good, now we say, let the fun begin. I see lottery, bing, bing, bing. Now what we're gonna do is we're going to um, put some chairs around all those tables so you can sit down and engage with some food and chat, or you can just move around. I challenge you to find at least one place to engage that you haven't before. Find out more. Even if you don't know what Alpha is, go and find out more. If you've got people that you would like to include in Alpha, go and get some invitations and do that with a cuppa in your hand and some food in your mouth, all right? <laughs> so let me bless you. Um, there's stories of healing that's going on that we'll pick up on next week that um, God is just doing incredible things with where there's pain, there's just been healing happening. So we will also introduce some of those stories over the next number of weeks. It's been magnificent. Would you like to stand? Thank you, Lord, for just this amazing group of people that are here today that are cheering on your kingdom work. And uh, others of us are just curious and wondering what the heck's going on in this place. But for all of us, Lord, we say we want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.